Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane, from Ray Radio headquarters in Dublin, Ohio. You've likely heard this one before. After weeks or even months of looking for the right candidate for that hard-to-fill position, you've finally identified the chosen one. Only several weeks of onboarding later, it's now clear that you may have been mistaken with your new hire. What do you do? Well, you could always fire them, but that brings up a litany of other concerns. You could try working with them again, hoping they get it in the second, third, or the fourth time. But that may put an unnecessary strain on your company's valuable resources and your team with no guarantee that it's going to make any difference. So what's the ideal solution? Derek Conrad, a senior manager on Ray's government services team, is here to talk about ways to overcome what seems like a lose-lose scenario. On this episode of Unsuitable, we're going to dive into the topic of necessary endings and why you have to sometimes prune in one area to help other areas flourish. Welcome to Unsuitable, Derek. Thank you. You know, I wanted to, before we get started here, I want to talk a little bit about uh, you're an auditor uh, located in New Philadelphia, Ohio, but you travel around the state of Ohio performing a multiple level of government services for government entities. Let's talk a little bit about um, what you do um, in your day-to-day job as a as a government auditor and government services. Okay. So, auditing. Um, so, we're looking at cash receipts and payroll and all that good stuff for school districts, counties, cities, uh, those types of entities, looking at uh, a lot of compliance uh, requirements and uh, diving into a whole lot of detail. And you uh, also, the entities you uh, work with are um, school districts. Uh, municipalities, uh, counties, you name it. Yep. In fact, I do believe I heard from your team that um, uh, your team is one of the uh, largest providers of these services uh, for the state of Ohio, one of the largest independent contractors. So, yes. Uh, congratulations. And that team is growing uh, uh, through the roof. So, good stuff. Yep. Now, you know, today's topic is really a uh, HR topic, human resource topic about I guess, hiring and firing. And I got to ask you, what the heck is a government auditor in here doing a podcast on HR issues? Uh, you know, I kind of asked myself that too. Uh, you drew the short, short straw there. I, I guess so. Uh, you know, coaching has always been something that I, I took an interest in early on and uh, looking at, at people as, as our assets and their development. Um, it's something that I really uh, was passionate about early on. So I, I kind of uh, gravitated towards that. Well, you know, one of the things and the reason you are here is that you work with a lot of teams, not only at a client level, at the entity level, but also your your own team, audit team. You take ownership of that team and, and you know, it, this is true to dear, your heart. Sure. That uh, the coaching is important. So, you know, let's, let's start out with the, um, you know, what happens. I mean, let's 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 be re- real about some of this stuff. Is that you're out on a job and you have an employee that just not getting it done. Mm-hmm. As the manager, senior manager on that job and responsible, what is your first step? First step is to to understand whether that employee realizes 
that they're underperforming? Um, is there a disconnect between what expectations are versus performance? And then, uh, then you can go from there. If, if the employee is completely unaware that they're underperforming, then, then you've got some, some discussions about expectations and, and performance. Um, but if, if they're aware of the issue and it's just uh, a technical issue or something that they need more guidance on, then you can go a different direction with it. But uh, that, that disconnect is what you have to tackle first, just to see if they even understand that there's an issue. See, I've been disconnected from the audit world for many, many years. Is it is it reasonable to think that somebody doesn't know that they're not performing? Sure. Uh, absolutely, because uh, a lot of our work is, is under time constraints, much like anything in accounting. And uh, they may be performing the work at a quality level, but they're just taking too much time. Or they might be flying through it going too quickly, and then the quality suffers as a result. So there's, there's a couple areas where they may think they're doing well, but then they're suffering in other areas, and, and we have to figure out what the balance is there. A couple loaded questions here. How do you know when it's time to move on? Well, I think the first step is, is when you've identified that there's an issue, have you established some action plan steps first off? You know, have you, have you taken a couple, a couple stabs at, at, okay, this is the issue, this is what we're going to do to correct the issue, um, give it some time to uh, see if, if there's any improvements made. And then if you've done this two, three, four times, then you, you started to realize that, okay, it, it doesn't matter what I as a coach do or you as an employee does, this likely is not going to be something that we can overcome. And then you start to evaluate what the options are at that point. You know, and with your experience, uh, how long do you give an individual? A, a minimum of six months in our six arena. Six months. Um, because there's just so much to learn early on that I don't think it's fair to uh, be too harsh in that first six-month period. But from six months to a year, you can pretty much get a pretty good grasp of where they're at and where, where they're going. Have you ever waited too long? To make a decision? Yep. What's the downside of that? Well, the downside is, um, the way I look at it is is our people are, as an investment, um, my time is invested in them. The firm's resources are invested in them. And just like any investment, you have to look at that rate of return. And uh, it's at a certain point, the investment is just too great. and, And the return is just too little that you just have to cut ties. You know, go back to the coaching and mentoring. And let's say you're uh, three months in with a, a new employee. They've been with uh, you on your team for three months. You know, what's the first coaching message you want to deliver? The very first coaching message, message that I want to deliver is I want to set those expectations early on. I, I want them to understand what their role is and what their responsibilities are and make sure there's no confusion as to what they're trying to accomplish in their position. And I think if we lay that out early on, then that makes the, the rest of it a lot smoother. You know, we often hear, both of us often hear that delivering bad news or tough news, honest news is, is hard to do. And it's not, not for the weak of heart. Sure. And have you run into cases where, again, you've been slow to respond? Yep, sure. I, I think it's natural to, to uh, especially early on in, when you're coaching, to avoid those situations and, and procrastinate as much as you can. But I, I think as you get more experience with it, you understand that you just, it's nothing personal. Um, you have to remove yourself and be fact-based in, in your evaluations. And um, you also have to get the employees to buy into it. You know, you have to get their perspective on things. And, and for the most part, most employees understand when they're struggling and they understand it's something that they can either overcome or 
it's just not of interest to them and they need to move on. Have you ever blamed yourself for maybe an employee failing or not moving forward with an action plan? Most of the time I have. A lot of times I look at it from a coaching perspective and what, what could I have done better? Um, maybe the, the method I took initially wasn't the right one, or maybe the training that I tried to get them wasn't the right training. Um, it, that's constantly something that I look at. And I, naturally, I blame myself for a lot of that stuff. And try to get better the next time around. Yep. So do you, um, do you have a mentor? Uh, I have a couple mentors, yes. Are they inside the profession or outside the profession? Mostly inside the profession. Inside, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you subscribe up, up and down. I mean, you expect um, that of yourself and of your team. Sure. So why is it important uh, for both the company and the employee to act swiftly, you know, whether then to continue to allow situations and low performers to drag on? I mean, that sounds like a pretty open question with a solid answer, but, you know, we're not getting that all the time. So what do you, what do you, what do you think? What's important to both the company well, and the employee? The obvious is, the, is that you're not getting the performance you want, but that's, that's the easy answer. Um, the other aspects that I think you need to look at is, is company morale and culture. Um, I think that's more important than anything. Um, low performers can, can have such an impact on your high performers that, that you just, you, you really have to monitor that and, and be really careful because those low performers can suck everybody down. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're trying to maintain a, a culture and a, and a high morale, um, that's something that's extremely important. You know, in today's uh, uh, labor climate where labor is so difficult to obtain, in your opinion, is the, the temptation to hang on to that employee too long because Absolutely. you can't replace? Absolutely. Um, hiring good people is, is very difficult. And a lot of times you're, you're holding on to those low to mid performers, hoping that things turn around. I think the, uh, the thing you have to be careful of is, is the difference between hoping and wishing. Hoping, uh, there's some glimmers of hope there. There's some things that you see that, okay, we, we have some improvement here. There's some things we can build upon. Wishing is a whole different aspect. Wishing is, is really a scenario for disaster. Um, you're, you're just holding out some kind of a wish that things are going to improve or they're going to get better, and most of the times they don't. Sure. You know, outside of uh, uh, the auditing field, outside of the... Um I want to say the eight to five uh, job, but I know you don't work eight to five. You're more like a six to six kind of kind of guy with what you have to do and travel and in your profession. But I understand that you're heavily involved with uh, your kids' activities and mm-hmm. youth sports. Yep. Are you a coach? Used to be. Uh, my son's now in the high school range, so I'm I get to just watch at this point. Um, and my daughter is uh, involved with volleyball, which I know next to nothing about. So I'll, I'll leave the coaching to someone who knows a little bit more about it than me. Um, so back in your coaching career, what, uh, what was your record? Oh. What was your lifetime record? We got to know these things on Unsuitable. These are important facts. I'm going to conservatively say I was probably 500. 500. You had to be on the north side of 500. Yeah, right? well, yeah, as uh, intense a, as you can by be. By a few games. I yeah. yeah. What was your favorite uh, sport to coach? I enjoy baseball. Baseball? Mm-hmm. Did you like sacrifice bunt and the double switch and all that stuff? All that stuff. Yeah. Good, good. It's all strategy. Go. Yep. Good. Good. I understand you're also a Browns fan. And uh, with the draft uh, coming up here in a few weeks, who, uh, who are the Browns <laughs> picking number one? You know, it's looking like a quarterback. I, I don't know which one, but uh, 
I hope it's a quarterback. We're all hoping for a yeah. quarterback. We'll take a 500 record, won't we? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, what's, uh, what's holding us back from making these crucial decisions about uh, employment issues with one of our team members? What are a couple things that would hold you back, hold me back, hold, hold our team back? A lot of times, I think it's fear. It's fear of confrontation. It's uh, fear of the unknown. Um, you you let an employee go. Are we going to be able to find someone better um, to fill that position? Um, so, fear of confrontation, I think, is the big one because um, you you have to have these difficult conversations, and uh, you you just never know how the person's going to react to that. Um, so, I, I think that fear of of what's going to happen with this situation, I think, holds a lot of people back. Fear of the unknown is a big one. You know, the uh, fear of uh, unknown confrontation, that's certainly uh, alive and well. And, you know, if we think about this, you and I both think about, about this. We never took a class in, in college about how to mentor, coach, fire an employee. And that has become, I don't want to say firing has become a large part of our, our jobs, but managing people is is more than it's ever been. Sure. So give us a couple tips on, how to create that successful team. What do you do to, to make sure your, your team succeeds? You have a couple tips? I, the biggest thing in my perspective anyway is, is building relationships. You know, we, we say that often with, with not only employees, but clients. Um, I think it's all about relationships and building that trust between the coach and the employee. Um, that understanding that, that we're looking out for their best interest as well as the organization's best interest, but we're all on the, we're all on the same page and we're all moving towards common goals. So, you know, that, that has to be the driving force. I think once you build those, those core relationships, then you can start to, to really dive into some details and, and really start to improve performance and, and get into the, the nitty gritty of coaching at that point. You know, as a coach and mentor, how often do you meet with, uh, with your team? At least once a quarter. I like it to be more on a monthly basis if I can. I just find that, that the more timely that we can have these discussions, the better outcome we're going to get. And then um, I think when you're thinking of uh, in terms of maybe something negative has happened, I think those meetings have to happen immediately. That seems to be a big issue with coaching is, is okay, we need to have a meeting once, twice per year. So those are the meetings we're going to have. And then you sit on a whole lot of issues for six months to a year. And then you, then you just bombard this person with all these issues that they maybe weren't aware that were issues. So I think having those timely communications is key into improving performance anyway. In your opinion, where is the best place to have these meetings? Do you like to have them, you know, at your desk or do you like to go offsite? I like to I do a lot of lunches uh, offsite. I also like to go to conference rooms if I'm staying in the office. Um, I don't like to do it in my office because I feel like it's it's a little, uh, it just doesn't feel quite as neutral as it should. Um, I, I prefer to have it in more of a conference room setting where, where there's less distractions and, and we can just kind of discuss what's going on. Are you pretty tough on, you pretty tough on the crew or you, you give a little rope? rope? Uh, you know, I, I try not to be too tough, but I, I guess I... You son of a gun, are you? I, at times, I can be, I think. Um, I, I'm, I'm a man of few words, I guess. So, you know, I, I'm to the point, and uh, there's not a whole lot of sugarcoating it. So, that's just how I roll. Just let it rip, huh? Yep. So, do you, um, have you gone through the 360 evaluation? Yep. And uh, you obviously received some... Uh, 
feedback sure. uh, from uh, your team members. I mean, that's part of the the coaching. Uh, did you get pretty good feedback? I would imagine you did. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too terrible. I'm wasn't still too, here. You're still here. Huh? <laughs> you're still yeah. So um, you know, let's go um, again. I want to go back to you know some suggestions, some help that um, you know you can you can give the uh, the listeners. The one thing is, don't let these these relationships that aren't going anywhere. Don't let them go too far. In your opinion, let's conclude. What? How long should should we wait? Rule of thumb. I, I usually give these six months to a year. Obviously, if there's certain performance issues, those are non negotiable. I mean, you have certain certain issues that are termination immediately. Um, so these, this would not be in those, those categories, but if we're talking strictly performance and, and improving performance, I usually give it six months to a year. Um, at that year point, if you haven't seen some pretty drastic improvements, then I think it's, it's at that point that you've probably, you've went through all your options and it, it's, it's time to move on at that point. You know, we have a lot of, uh, HR professionals listening to the podcast. They're out there listening to this thing, probably shaking their head saying, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure. But you're on the front line and you have to deliver, you know, certified financial audit to to your clients. And so you need to absolutely make sure your talent is responding. Absolutely. And it sounds like you do a pretty good, uh, pretty good job of that. So uh, again, the um, on the 360 evaluation, I want to go back to that because that seems to be gaining some steam in, in some... Uh, uh, organizations. Can you share something that maybe your team shared about you and your performance? It's always kind of fun to, do you want me to make something up or I can go get the file. <laughs> I'll sure get the file, can. would you? Uh, no, I, I think uh, the biggest thing that I took away was was there's a level of trust there. Um, they they do believe that that I have their best interest in mind. Um, that's kind of what came out of my evaluation anyway. And, and that's what I want them to understand is there's nothing personal in what I do. The organization's best interest is always in our in the forefront, but it's also developing people. That's key to what we do. Right. And the objective of the podcast is really we want our team members to succeed. Doesn't always happen, but we work our hardest to make sure that happens. And and you have a great track record of doing that. In fact, your your leadership capabilities uh, are well known across the firm. You're a graduate of Ray's Next Gen. Leadership, so you're bringing, you're practicing what you preach, and bringing it out to to your team. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. Our guest today has been Derek Conrad, Senior Manager in Ray's Governmental Audit Services. Derek is located in New Philadelphia, Ohio, and is a big sports fan and hoping for that QB to shed some light on the Browns' uh, upcoming season. So, thanks again for joining us on Suitable today. Thank you. And thanks for shining a light on this valuable solution. Listeners, do you have some hiring horror stories to share? We want to hear them. Email us at podcast at raycpa.com. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes or check out video from today's episode on Ray's YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.